Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Frank's Unsolicited Advice. And today I am lucky to have my brother Tyson here back off deployment, seven months gone. He's here with me today in the house. And I'm going to bring another brother of mine, a brother of mine from in, in, in Christ, a, a young man that I met through my wife. His name is Paris Cunningham. And we're going to bring him out today. We're going to talk about him and his his uh, what he's doing with himself, what he has planned, how he where he's moving, where he's at, where he's from, get it going, and and go that way. So Tyson, say hello, and Paris, here you go. What's up, what's up? So Paris, uh, you know what I'm saying? This is yeah, this is about you. This is about you, brother. Oh, no, 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 this ain't about me. This is about, this is about Frank's unsolicited advice. <laughs> well, you're going to give the advice today, brother. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to be on the other side. No. Um, so tell the people where you from, bro. Uh, all right, so where am I from? Um, born and raised, born in Arizona, raised in Atlanta, lived my adult life in New York City, uh, and then I got sent to New Jersey, where no one from New York wants to go. Nah, nah, not not, not really. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. But we gonna go. We gonna put a pin on that. Why why you ended up in Jersey and get back to yeah. that later? So what brought you to New York, brother? Uh, brought me to New York. Well, basically, it was about you know I grew up. I was doing ministry in downtown Atlanta. Side note, funny. Uh, I was just reaching out to one of my former preachers over in Atlanta, just congratulating them. I saw they got like some some press. They had uh, Mr. West, Kanye West, visit their. Uh, their center. I mean, these guys, I started off working with them. They were in a city ministry, helping, you know, get people, you know, uh, rehabbed. Uh, they, they're really big with helping women get out of sex trafficking situation, housing. Uh, for them, we did a lot of school camps, have a huge kitchen there that they feed, do breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the community. Um, and so, you know, what they're doing at City of Refuge, out there, some great stuff. But that's why I started learning about ministry, uh, learning about how, uh, you know, the Bible isn't just something that you sit back and preach to people on Sunday, but it's really about helping meet people's needs and change people's lives for real. So that was huge to kind of experience that. Worked with them for a few years. Eventually, um, got the opportunity to lead a campus ministry in New York City. So, uh, yeah, I took, I took the chance, you know, you get a chance to go out New York. And then I realized I was in the Bronx. Got stuck there for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the boogie down Bronx, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when nobody really wants to go either, bro. Let's be honest. <laughs> That ain't true, bro. No, I love the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. Listen, I love the Bronx. You know what I mean? Um, so you've been doing ministry for how many years now? Um, now going on at least about 15 years, 15, 16 years of ministry. 15, 16 years of ministry. And you're, you're married, right? I'm married to a beautiful wife, my African queen. I got two kids. Uh, they drive me crazy. I love him to death. My son, my daughter, Maximus, and uh, Paris Jr. 
<laughs> yeah, that, hey, listen. So, um, the 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 funny thing about it, right, Tyson? Because when me and, me and Paris met, um, we met at I, I don't remember if we met at a game at a, a, a game night at his house. We was playing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he was playing, but they they started asking Ooh. questions about hip hop, and you know, of course. Oh yeah. Say <laughs> they, they're not gonna. Say they're not gonna last. But right. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they thought I was like, you know, bro. You get a discussion. You get a discussion with Frank about hip hop. He's like, yo, let me tell you about what. Let me tell you about rock and. and yeah, they were they were shocked. They were shocked. I was like, yo, fresh, wait a minute. Who, who's this Puerto Rican that knows about hip hop? I said, I'm from the South Bronx, baby. You know what I'm saying? Get your Yo, life together. So he gives brother, me his number. He gives me his number. I got to go to Pete Cola for officer recruiting school. And uh, mm-hmm. he's calling me, bro. And I'm curving him, bro. <laughs> I'm curving. Because, you know, when Nikki's saying, you know, to go over the Bible talk, I'm thinking he's going to come out with this, you know, like like Lutheran, you know, Bible in hand and, and trying to put the put it on my forehead and, and repent the demons. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So I, I was very apprehensive. I was like, man, forget this dude. I ain't even messing with him from Arizona anyways. He don't know nothing. So uh, <laughs> so I get back and I'm on leave, man. I go negative in the hole. I, I just I, I took more leave than I'm supposed to take, brother. And uh, Paris like, yo, so when we meet Paris and Frank, Frank Sembu, he was like, uh, when we going to study the Bible? I said, well, you know, we could do it today. Let's meet up at the coffee shop. So now I'm just easing into it. And right. I always tell him what got him, what got me to fall for him, you know what I'm saying? And, and, <laughs> and, and stick with it was that he didn't come at me with that. Right. He didn't come at mm-hmm. me with that Bible with the forehead and repent your demons. Yeah. Um, he, he came at me in a different angle and it got me to talk. I don't think I... I don't think I was strong enough to fight those demons. The what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how he got me, bro. He got me good. He did. And that's he, how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. So, yeah. and, and you know what, Tyson, when he was not this deployment, I don't know if you did it this deployment, but I know his last deployment, he was being, he was holding Bible studies on the ship through his uh, pastor in California. Yes, I was. Because he's from the Bay Area. You know, his, his wife and him live in San Diego where he was stationed at before. So when he moved out here, his his uh, pastor still kept in contact with yeah. him. I got emails from my pastor, emails from my minister all the time. Every week I get the Bible studies and I can see the lessons online, all that stuff. Yeah. So he and then he was taking that and translating it to the people on the ship to spread the word. So I think that's dope. You know what I mean? Because not too many people do it. A lot of us rely on the chaplain to do it. So meet Paris. You know what I'm saying? Going to church, and then we he. We started doing something that I feel was dope for me, and it helped a lot of the brothers out too. Was that we would go eat afterwards oh, and yeah. leave the women. We just go by ourselves. That's, that's why it's called break bread. Yeah, and we would go to we would go to App, uh, Applebee's. Right, we went to the same Applebee's every yeah. time, bro. Every and, time. But the thing about it is, and and this is why I wanted people to know who Paris is, right? Because I'm I'm a firm believer: get your flowers while you're alive, not when you ain't when you're not breathing no more, right? Exactly. So, um. Even though I'm older than Paris, but I still go to Paris for, for guidance. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I did recently, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel that not only does he give me sometimes the, the answer I don't want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's the wife, Frank. You got to, you got to, you know, that's the wife. I'm like, man, bump that. But it, it's when we get together, it's always a, a, a positive vibe. And we, we don't, mm-hmm. we're not scared to tackle the issues at hand. So we would get together, it'd be me, Paris. Frank, um, Rob, 
uh, Malik yep. at times and, and Eli, if he had time, because Eli worked mm -hmm. uh, nights as a bouncer, you know, security. So he sometimes wasn't able to, you know, he had to go back to work that night. So he it, we'd get together, but we wouldn't just talk about sports. I mean, church, mm -hmm. we talk about sports, hip hop, uh, society, yep. the, the, what we saw, you know, how we would change things, how the impact on our kids. Right. The kind and, of conversations you and I have, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just, with with them and it was it felt good so that's that's why they call it fellowship yeah yeah you know, hey. it's, it's always good to have fellowship <laughs> you're right it, it, it builds that camaraderie you know what I'm saying it, it doesn't always have to be about church it could be about like you said anything yep and that's, and, that's mm -hmm. why I keep him with me that's why I keep Tyson around bro because he hey just just give it a fight let's go ahead. <laughs> we 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 doing it big today you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm happy because I got both my brothers on here so Paris you got me you get me baptized. Again, you know what I'm saying? You did that. Uh, it was on Facebook Live. And yeah, I didn't do that. We, we, we that established it. No, it was the good thing, but through you, through you. He, you were his <laughs> voice. You was the, the messenger, you know what I'm saying? He sent you. And I didn't shoot this messenger. So, um, <laughs> but now. You tried, so, homie. so what happens? <laughs> we start talking, right? We start talking about you, you stepping up because for a while, you know, you run the church, but you're not the main guy. Uh, um, mm -hmm. I'm saying you need bigger and better things. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to recruit you to leave wherever I go to afterwards, and I will follow you to your church. And what happens next? What happens next, Paris? Frank left me by myself <laughs> in the Bronx. <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Brother's like, I'm going to Green Pastures. I want a backyard. <laughs> Bro, don't, see, see, you're breaking one of the commandments because you're fibbing right now. You're fibbing. <laughs> So, since he's being modest, I'll tell you what happens. He gets an offer. The good Lord sends him an offer. What was that offer, Paris? No, no. You know, it was, you know, this is a complicated. If you don't tell the story, you got to tell the story. Well, tell the story, brother. Um, you know, so so basically, we were doing ministry in New York. Um, and I love the Bronx. Love my ministry there. Uh, they raised me, trained me. But I think just um, we were at a point where, yeah, that back, that echo is killing me. <laughs> oh, really? It's, it's, like, it's like, oh, I hear myself. And I'm like, does that sound right? Well, but, you sound good on my end, brother, so just keep talking. No, nah, that's good. That's all that matters. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting here, and, you know, at that time, the ministry we were leading was over 500, you know, members. But there's only, the only people on staff was me and my wife. Mm. And, um... You know, the way I've learned to do ministry, and I believe in ministry, is that it's, it's real personal. You know what I mean? I never wanted to be that guy that's like on the stage, you see me Sunday, but next time you see me, that's it. You know, me and my family, we love to be involved. We, 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 we build, you know, we spend time with people. We invest. Discipleship is life on life. That's what changed me. And so, you know, but us being the only two on staff, and a lot of stuff going on. Um, what I found myself was running around doing a lot for the church and not doing enough at home. Um, trying to be this minister on Sundays, but in terms of like really giving time to my wife, being the best I need to be for my children, it was just, it was crazy. And I, you know, I always believe that your first ministry is your, is your family. And so me and my wife, we talked about some things and, you know, we love the church and we're like, you know what, 
we want to stay here. We want to help build. Uh, but you know what? Being on staff at this level with the stuff that we got to take care of, you know, we just had two. You know, my daughter was, was just born around this time. And, you know, Mina was out. You know, she wasn't even one. My wife was pregnant. And she was like, yeah, if we don't have another child, it, you, we can't do it like this. <laughs> you know, like, busy, like busy, busy. Yeah, busy. like yeah, like we we this 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 gonna something's gotta give. And so, you know, we made the decision that we we're gonna step down, step out of ministry, um, and just get you know secular jobs, but still help help the church build. We disciples, we're gonna serve regardless of what we do. And so, so we made that decision and. um you know, we told God, we're, like, we're going to pray for about, you know, we're going to pray fast for about a month, then we're going to let the church know at the end of the month. You know, and but we're like, God, if you you really want us to do ministry, that's your plan, um, then, you know, you make it clear. Um, so, so we were praying, fasting about it, you know, that was the month of January. And we were, you know, we were like, by the end of January, we're going to talk to people about it. Bro, the the twenty eighth of January, you know, we ended up getting a call from the lead evangelist there, and he's like, you know, Paris, uh, I got I got a, you know, a brother called me about, they're trying to start a ministry out in New Jersey, it's a smaller church, and, and they they asked him, would you be interested? He's like, I was gonna shut them down, because I know that y'all are just committed to the Bronx. Y'all just here, <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to first just talk to you about it. And, you know, it's funny because in that conversation, the beginning of the month with me and my wife, one of the things that we were sharing was when it comes to ministry, we feel that ministry is a calling. It's not a, it's not a job that you apply for, you know, like if God wants you to serve at this capacity, then you'll be called to do it. Um, you were not going to put interview the applications out to go like apply for a job in the ministry. You know, we're disciples. We're always there. Uh, but, and that was like high definition. We talked about that because I know, you know, some people were asking, so y'all going to apply for the church job? We're like, nah, it's a, it's a calling. We, I was called to come to New York. You know, uh, someone reached out and was like, hey, can you help us with this? There's always a purpose and, for everything. Yeah, man. And so, bro, that's exactly it. Cause it was like, once, once this brother shared that with me. And again, me and my wife are praying like, Hey, are we done? Are, did you serve? We served our purpose. You know, it's time for us to do something different. Like, amen. But no one has ever called us <laughs> to go somewhere else. And so the minute we're praying about this, and then this brother comes and asks, and I'm like, okay, yeah. And so we're like, you know what? Let's check it out. And again, once you said it was New Jersey, I was like, man, that's like a that's got to be the Lord because there ain't no other reason to go to New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you know, ain't no other reason. When when we spoke you know? about it, and I told I told him this, I said I wanted him to to elevate himself. Not to say that he wasn't the man in the Bronx, but it wasn't his own. You know what I'm saying? 
in, in the Bronx, I feel, and I and I I went back to that church a few times after. It wasn't the same once he left. Once him and his wife left, um, and I feel it's because he brought a level of youth to reach out to the young young ones, but he also brought the level of maturity and respect to reach out to the older ones. So like Paris would be like talking to people 50, 60, like, yo, you need to come to church more and blah, 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 and checking them. <laughs> and they bound their head like, my bad. Like, sorry, sir. They felt that Holy Ghost tomato. Yeah, That's yeah, why. yeah. <laughs> the Holy Ghost tomato. They were like, and I'm like, man, this dude, man, tell that dude be quiet, bro. Like, you know, but, I, you know, and I was just, I would joke him. I would joke him because at the end of the day, I respected him too, you know what I'm saying? But but he was, in my opinion, my opinion, in the Bronx, Paris and, and, and Z were the glue that kept a lot of those people together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, kept us in, in, in check, you know, with, with not so much in a bad way, but kept us true to what we were doing because you, you would call us out. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when uh, what's our boy, bro, married to, to Nicole? Uh, Vaughn, Vaughn oh, wouldn't come to church because he get in his bag, you know. <laughs> Paris be like, "Yo, bro, what's up?" And, and he, but I, like I said, it, it was it was um, it was more of yeah, a lot I, of checking. I think it's, Go ahead. I think it, it goes back to just you know, it's brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like I I love the fact that y'all were able to check me. You know what I mean? There's times you gave me advice about my kids and 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 me and my wife, and I think like. The whole thing with with any level of spiritual leadership, at any level of leadership in general, it's are you accountable to the same things that that you say and claiming that other people need to be? Can people really like connect with you and talk to you? And and that's something I always love, man. Like in the Bronx, like I don't think it was a me thing or a Cunningham thing. I just think it was a Bible thing. Like we all were like yo, we in this together, you know? We trying to raise our kids. We trying to love our wives. We trying to advance in our careers. We're trying to, we're trying to build something. And in order to do that, we need support. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do it by ourselves. So, so the fact that, like, we were able to be, we grown men in the Bronx, and we sitting down making fun of how Frank thinks Jordan is better than LeBron. <laughs> But then we can flip and transition that conversation and pivot into into like, you know, well, are we taking our wives on dates? You know what I mean? Like, man, are we spending some quality time with our children? Like that level of support, that's just brotherhood. Yeah. You know. And, and you know, to, to, to go back to what you just said, uh, I'm going to hit you with this. <laughs> first off, Jordan is better than LeBron. <laughs> Hands down, all right? all right? Let's not go there. So you, you're going to get another one for playing yourself. <laughs> now, but, but real talk, no. Um, that that whole thing, you know, you, you went to Jersey, obviously. You're in Jersey. Yeah. You brought your, you took your, your talents to, to Jersey. And, and um, it was sad to see you go, but at the same time, you know, me and Nikki was moving north anyway to West Point. Um, yeah. And, and with everything, you know, you you taught us something. Now we had to go out there and teach others. You know what I'm saying? 
and I, that yeah. goes for myself, Malik. Um, well, the Rob, whole crew. Rob followed you. I don't want to hear that. He followed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob didn't cut the umbilical cord. He went with that's you. True. Rob, Rob's out here. But I think that's dope because it gave you somebody to rely on. You know. Oh, that was a bad thing, bro. Exactly. We you know? went from again. It was a again. You, we, bro, we're in this area called Mercer County. I ain't never even heard of what's a Mercer. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's a um, disease. <laughs> it's, it's, the it's the four brothers. No? <laughs> I'm like, what is this? But, um, you know, and then, you know, I get here. It's a unique area, you know. I was like, oh, Mercer is, is Princeton. Oh, it's Trenton. And Princeton and Trenton are two different places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one has a school, the other one Jay-Z sold drugs in. So let's give it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this ain't, this, yeah, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the Bronx, but I'm not really in the Bronx. You know what I mean? Like, and so, uh, it was a blessing to have, you know, this brother Rob come up with me. I love him to death. You know, I'm him and his wife and them. And the ministry was only 23 people when we got here. You know, it was a small group. And, you know, and God. saying that right now, brother? Where you saying that right now? Oh, this guy. This guy, <laughs> 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 yo, Rusty, this is problem, bro. You You gotta talk that talk, bro. You can't, you can't sit no there. No, mate, wait, wait. You said twenty five. What, what's the number right now, bro? What's the no, number? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that when we got here, it was a smaller group, and that was different coming from five hundred. Oh, okay, you know and. And answer the question, so, though, Paris, bro. What is bro, the number you sent it right now? We, you know, it's been great to see how God has been working. You know, uh, the ministry we've been able to see in what we've been here what two and a half, about to be three years officially. Yeah, and we're all the way up to seventy-five. Look at that. You know, we got we got a great campus ministry at Princeton University. Uh, we're able to see within the past few years about. 12 people get, you know, baptized there. That's awesome. And, um, and that's been great. You know, someone who <laughs> went to Lehman College is, a, is a, the chaplain at Princeton University. <laughs> wow. I'm like, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different ball game, man. Yeah. That's the Lord. That ain't. <laughs> but, you know, but that's, that's, again, you was, you're the messenger. You know what I'm saying? You're the person bringing the message that was picked to bring it, like Moses. You know what I'm saying? So you... You are freeing certain people from what they captive in, in their life and giving them eternal life when they pass them. Everybody needs some sort of vessel. Exactly. You are that vessel. And you are that vessel. So, you know, um, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here was because you put on Instagram that you were coming out with a podcast, right? And I, I'm all about supporting people, bro. Like, I, I support... Anybody that support me, and even if you don't support me, I still support you because I want to see everybody win. You know, I'm like a DJ Khaled. Yeah. You know what I mean? So DJ um, Khaled. <laughs> I want you to. So, what's the name of your podcast that's coming out? All right. So, uh, now I appreciate that, Frank. And that's that's the other thing, man. Like you, I've always shared this. Is, is I'm like, especially with our people, black and brown people, we got to make sure that we are our number one supporters. I think mean, we spend so much time and energy trying to get other people to support us when 
we need to just pull back and acknowledge how much power we have amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like this level of support, lifting each other up, building each other up. Um, I just think it's huge. So even with, you know, the podcast I'm doing, I know me, Frank, all of us, we would talk about this stuff all the time. Like, <laughs> the, I'm like, the conversations we have, the, what was it, the last time we spoke, how long was we on the phone? We was on the phone about three hours, brother. Three hours. Right, three, three mm-hmm. something hours. Different people coming in and out the conversation. It's like a group thing. And it was literally, we talking shenanigans. About hip hop. We were talking about hip hop. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> we, we spoke three hours on hip hop. But, but what and makes I, it... What makes it great, hold on, put a pause on that. Let's come back to that, you know. <laughs> but what makes it great is the people that are in the conversation, right? And, and yeah. you know, um, you, when I said that Rob went with you, it was like a blessing, right? And, it, it, and it, it, he helped you. Like, he gave you that support, that brother to talk to. Like, when, when I was in mm-hmm. P-Cola, I was going through some stuff, and God said, I'm going to put this man next to you, and y'all going to take mm. a test together. And the only thing in common you're going to have is a fraternal organization. That's it. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then from that point on, because of that fraternal organization, we decided, we, we became close. Close enough to where every day we was in Pensacola that he was a student, he was there, we was hanging out. And then we lost contact. You know, he came to New York with his wife for a wedding. We went to BBQ's in, a, 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 in, a, in 25th Street, yeah. Yeah. met up with them. And then, you know, Lost contact again. So I come down here last May. He's like, yo, Frank, you in town? He comes over, close as hell until he goes on deployment, comes back mm-hmm. off deployment, spend time with his family in Cali. Where's he at? My house. It's because certain yep. people, or God put certain people in our place, in, in, yeah. in, in our lives, I should say, to that support. And it's genuine, it's genuine relationships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That it doesn't matter whether, um, and I believe that him and I would have spoke regardless. You know, right. regardless. We're both Virgos, you know what I'm saying? We we both in the Navy. Join the Navy, I think, a month apart or a yeah. week apart. I don't even remember. It was a month and a week apart. Yeah, a month and a week apart. Mm. So we got the same time, come from different uh, uh, sides backgrounds. of the coast. You know what I'm saying? Backgrounds. And backgrounds, backgrounds. But we have some of the same values and morals. And I think that with you and, and, and the fellas, when we get on that call, and, and we, and we got to look at it like this. So... Me and you are talking right now. Tyson's in the conversation. We're all older. And then we, we, you add in Malik that's younger. You know what I'm saying? And I say younger because he is younger in age. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. also doesn't have a family like we do. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. He doesn't have children single like brother. we do. Yeah, he's a single brother. So his views and aspects on things are a lot different than ours. You know what I'm saying? His struggles mm-hmm. are a lot different than ours. You know, if we... If we get in the mood to make love, we go to our wives. You know what I'm saying? Him exactly. staying true yeah. to the word, he can't do that. You know, he, <laughs> he's got to pray about it. Like, oh Lord, help and see, me. And that was that was the problem. You know, Frank would always make fun of him with that. I'm like, Frank, you got to support your brother. Don't be doing that. Oh, don't do me. Do right don't thing. do me like that, bro. Don't Hold on. I never, I never <laughs> knock these brothers for keeping it a buck, bro. <laughs> See, this is why I don't mess with him. This is why, it's, you see, it's because people like you that think LeBron is the greatest is why I'm laughing right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but three hours on the phone. Three hours on the phone. Um, yeah. And what's crazy, yeah. I called him for advice. Mm. I called Paris for advice. He gives me the advice. He tells me he's not feeling well. He's going to quarantine. And from yeah, that, I think, yeah. I think uh, Malik calls in. Cause he was in the area and Paris like, yo, I don't think you should come by. Cause I'm, 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 I'm not feeling well. I'm quarantined. 
He's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And we get on the phone. It's him and some other kid. And who was the other one? Uh, um, I think Corey. Corey, Corey right? was on the phone with us. And we're talking about hip-hop. We're talking about generational, who came before, who came after, uh, legends, you know, in our eyes. Uh, Tupac. What? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> he's, from, he's from the East Coast. Um, so, uh, whatever. Hey, we're raised in the West. Hey, raised in the West. Hey, hey, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was raised in B-more. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> but, um, but that that came up. Right. Pop was one. Um, yeah. And we started talking about different people. Uh, we mentioned E-40. Yeah. We mentioned Bun B. We mentioned different... But it was a conversation. But you see, the thing about it is that even our conversations that deal with hip-hop have a meaning behind it. Right. The, the culture, it, it goes back to our upbringing, background, storytelling. What was the truth yeah. behind it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, so you got this podcast coming out that we've talked yeah, about. Man. So, now, what was yeah. what made you do it? What made you say? I know what made me start mine. So what made you start yours? I think, I think the thing with me, man, I feel God has blessed me with the opportunity to just meet some different people like I feel like I've, I've been blessed to talk with people from who are doing some incredible things at a high level um you know and I've just met people who are doing some incredible things that nobody knows about you know what I mean and I just know people who are just great thinkers and and I was like I'll, I'll sit down and have all these conversations, even like that conversation we had, three hours about hip hop. But I'm like, do you know the nuggets that were dropped in that conversation? Yeah. Like like the history that mm-hmm. was going on? One of the dudes is getting a PhD at Fordham University about hip hop. Mm. You know what I mean? So the, 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 the knowledge Frank coming in from living, being born and raised in the Bronx, you know, experiencing the, the journey of hip-hop, you know what I mean? It could speak from a ground-level place. You got another brother speaking from an academic place, and then you got another brother who's just, he, he's young, so some stuff he said made... <laughs> he's, he's speaking from a different part of his sense. body, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> didn't make sense. But, but what I was like, I was sharing was, oh, in my mind, I'm blessed to be able to sit in so many seats or be in the room with so many people that just, I think are just beautiful thinkers. And I always sit back and I'm like, I wish the world could have heard this. Like even like that conversation, I wish the world could have heard that. That was, that was great. We, we sit back and we listen to people talk about shenanigans all the time. And sometimes the stuff is cool, but it never goes deeper. Like that hip hop conversation, we started sourcing in on, I think we were talking about how many of these people are genuine yeah. like, or is it characters? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like caricatures. Like has hip hop become, you know, like one brother was like, I feel like now it's become, it's like, like people are characters. They're not, they're a gimmicky. It was yeah. gimmick. Yeah, gimmick. And then we're like, we're like, well, if you really go back, it's kind of always been gimmicky. If it's mainstream. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we start talking about NWA. We start talking about all these, like we went back. And, and, and bring it up to here. And I'm like, that's a unique conversation. And it opens the door to a perspective that many people wouldn't have mm-hmm. or, or be looking into. So, yeah, you could talk about crazy stuff, but can you go deeper with it? So that brings me to the podcast. Uh, you know, I call it Abstract Tinkers. You know, and, you know, Tinker, tinkers is somebody who, like, just 
you know, playing with stuff to make it work, seeing how it works, seeing how it could be better. And I feel like I'm blessed to be around a lot of abstract thinkers, people, people who are, they, they think different, but they're trying to figure out how can we make the world a better place, you know? And I wanted to just have a unique conversation with them, man, and put it out there for the world to hear. And hopefully it can inspire someone and it can help people to think differently. Uh, it can put different people, um, you know, on the spot to just uh, hear what they're doing. And so, you know, I have a a lineup of guests and different people who are just doing some incredible stuff. Um, whether it's that you know millions of people, a million dollars are backing it, or if they're just trying to raise money, or they're using their own money to do something great. It's just hearing what they think about life and what inspires them to do what they're doing. And that's good. That's what's up, man. That's that's definitely what's up. You got to get that word out. Yeah. And, and you know, what yeah. made me think about it and, and, and want to get you there, and you actually answered the question I was going to ask you next, right? So you, I, you get, I, I'm glad you did it because it just, we cut straight to it. But um, the, the, the thing that I, the reason I was happy for you to do this, man, is because like you said, you, you're going to offer a different perspective. You're going you're gonna to get that. And it, like you said, a lot of the conversations we've had, even me and Tyson's had in the past uh, with others, it's, it's, uh, it's unrecorded. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we're not famous. It's not like we have somebody with a a, a, a boom mic over us the whole time. <laughs> what are you going to say today? You know? So these conversations, even at work, I, I know Tyson probably had him at his job. I know at my job, I've had plenty of conversations with my coworkers. And what I love about those conversations is that it's truly aspects from, like the point of views are from different places. I'm I'm Puerto Rican. Um, One of my, and, and most of my coworkers are white. So they're bringing an the aspect from Georgia from Ohio, different areas, and we're and we're having that hard conversation without throwing stones at each other. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're having that hard conversation without leaving them mad at each other. We're having that hard conversation, learning how to love each other more. You know what I'm saying? And and understand each other more. And when genuine, when I say, "Hey, brother, what's going on?" It's a real, "Hey, brother, what's going on?" Not, not hey, just brother, a, what's going on exactly. And you know, I I I, I feel that I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing. You know, to be honest with you, because um, I know you're going to bring things to the table that some people don't want to bring. You know, um, yeah. you put a post up on Instagram a couple of days ago and you said uh, um, you was talking about what we're going to do next. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you were saying, uh. you know, defund the police. What else? You know, do this. What else? So with everything going on right now, you know, and, and I, I know we've been talking, so I don't want to take too much time up. Um, but your take on what's going on right now, bro, we had the, you know, we had the cops, uh, shoot this, uh, young man, Jacob Blake in the back. There's a lot yeah. of different cer stories circulating. I'm not a reporter, so I don't know more. Uh, we have the young man yesterday that shot three people, killed two on that, uh, Black Lives Matter protest in Kenosha, which he got mm. arrested today. Um, but that's just two things that's happened over the course of, let's say five years that's led to many deaths in our in our world and not just and it's not just about sometimes yes race is important but as and from a christianity standpoint we're, we're killing ourselves you know what i'm saying as humans yeah. so what is your take or how do you feel about what's going on right now yeah um yeah so you're jumping in there let's do this <laughs> but i mean i got a lot of thoughts on this stuff and uh this stuff is tough it hurts 
you know, I posted uh, a simple post. I was like, you no word, no slogans, no hashtags, just your form. And uh, I was talking about, it's kind of like what I shared earlier. I feel like, you know, when you look at everything that's going on, you know, I was hearing stuff like, hey, hey, what? We're removing statues and uh, and we're painting Black Lives Matter on the street, you know, and we're we're doing these movies and there's all these songs. But I'm like, y'all giving us nothing that we asked for. No one asked the statues to be removed. <laughs> no one asked for Black Lives Matter to be written on the street. We want reform. Want action taken. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I was talking with my wife. And I'm like, look, we just saw the Senate pass uh, an approval to, to, to pay $25 billion to keep the post office working. All right? And I was like, but they couldn't pass no stimulus bill? Right. But they kept the post office. Why? Because the election. Mm-hmm. And what does the election mean? That's for them. And I was like, again, they're not fighting to get the things that are dealing with the people. And, and I'm like, we, we still haven't had no laws changed for what's going on with the police department. There's no, there's no accountability still. And I'm like, we can't get comfortable with slogans, paintings, and statues. I was like, we got to be like laser focused. But for me, I'm sorry. I just, once I saw this, I was like, we just need more. We need to push the right stuff and we got to stop getting distracted. So I know I'm part of even with the podcast, you know, I already got a couple episodes lined up. We're just sitting with some community organizers and the police department, you know, and really talking some of this stuff out and helping to host a forum where we could talk about this and what are some laws that we need to push. And I was like, if we're going to put a hashtag, hashtag this law that needs to be put out there. We're mm-hmm. going to paint them on the street, paint, paint the name of this law that we want you know, dealt with. Like, I just think we need, if we're going to have rappers do a track, do a track about passing this bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we, uh, I had a, I had a conversation. Tyson wasn't here. He was on deployment. So I had a conversation with a few of my boys, one from Brooklyn, one from New Orleans and one from the Bronx. And, uh, we was talking about how in the Navy, we have something called the uniform code of military justice. And in that yeah. that letter of the law for us, it really pretty much makes it black and white, and there's no room for interpretation. You know, um, yeah. you we mess up, we get held accountable. It was actually in my episode of police brutality. I talked about um, how if I'm you know gun qualified, I, I'm to carry a nine mil, and I shoot someone, mm-hmm. and it doesn't meet certain requirements for me to shoot them, I'm, I'm going to trial, and I'm most likely I'm going to jail. I'm losing my yeah. pension. You know, I'm, I'm being yeah. going from a a chief to E one, you know what I'm saying, and that's it. Yeah. There's no, there's no room for it, and it's not there's to no say and it's about it. exactly. There's no, and it's not to say that there isn't racism everywhere because there is, but we yeah. have that letter to the law, so you can't get past the fact if X, you know, a person X shoots person Y, whether race, color, creed doesn't matter. That were they in the right to do it? If not, then why did they do it? You know what I'm saying? Did they use their non-lethals? Yeah before they went to their, their firearm. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing that me and Tyson were talking about with Jacob Blake. There's so many stories circulating, but why didn't the cop just tase him? 
And if he didn't, you know, you have now they have tasers, so you have that non-lethal, right? And and I also yeah. feel like that with the, I, this is how I feel, um, is our our people need to do better. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had saw a, a video of in the Bronx, two guys robbing a man and his wife and kids at gunpoint in an elevator. And then I said, but people want to defund the police, do away with the police, but who's going to protect us? We're not even protecting ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you look at the beginning of what Crips and Bloods was, it was to protect the neighborhoods from outsiders, to protect the elderly, you know, to protect what's yours. They're not even doing that now, you know. I know. Before that, you look at the Black Panthers, right? Exactly. So the Black Panther Party. So you know that that's that's where I'm at with it. I I, I don't touch me like I don't watch the news, bro, because well, to me it's depressing. Well, we, you know, I've talked to even with Christians. You know, we we can have this mentality, and a lot of people in the church have mentality like, oh, you know, we shouldn't be focused on these laws. We got to convert people and change their hearts, and. I was like, if Martin Luther King waited until he just converted every white racist in America to <laughs> just uh, segregation, would still be going on, bruh, bruh. <laughs> hey, and that's that, that's that's not how this works. We would still be drinking off a you different know? faucet. You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. <laughs> be clear. You know, um, right? That's not that's not how this works. You know, that's and that's all. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to say, man, th that's the thing. And, and you know, I, I, I was saying yesterday to, uh, I don't recall, but I said that <laughs> we have to be smarter as people. We need to know the laws. Oh, my homegirl Marty was over here and, and we was talking about that, you know, and she brought up a good point. Oh, you, you just can't fire a cop because once they're in the union, no. they're in the union. So then now you just have like to deal with you have to deal with the union lawyers, right? And the unions are yeah. built to protect the workers. So it's not, we as minorities need to be educated on what the system is before the we want to change the system. Exactly. And then- And that's what's important. Exactly, exactly. That's that's the key to it, all of it. You know, like 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 major we, key we, we need to, is know it. We need to, you need, you need to know the back door. Exactly, and, exactly. And, I, but again, I, I, don't, I don't think it's because we're not smart enough. You know, I mean, I think our people are smart. I think, I think that we just haven't been given the information that we need. We gotta go get you it. You know, we gotta go get it. Yeah. Um, look, yeah. Like I, I was telling you, I haven't told you. I, I was telling my brother. I said I, I, I became part of a company, Wells Financial Group, that deals with like life insurance, annuities, and all that stuff. And I did mm -hmm. it because they talk to you about financial planning. They give you a a, mm -hmm. a, a little brief course on how to make your money. Something that we're not taught. You know, no. we're taught put your stuff in a four hundred one k or our IRA and, and let it build, and nobody talks. Who taught about you that? Who taught you that? The schools, right? Was it? Well, no, my mom did because just they taught her that. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't. Well, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it's funny you even got that much. I don't know about you, Jay, but I didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I, I didn't get none of that until I joined the navy. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was well, you got to think by that I was time. A grown married man by the time I start talking about exactly deal with this stuff. So me and him joined ninety seven. So you got to think that's that's the time frame. Yeah. And, and back then in ninety seven, TSP was only open on a seasonal a a area. If you didn't know about it, it didn't open up full time. 
for you to apply for TSP, which is a 401k, until like 2003. That's when I've been putting 10% of my pay into it. So I don't want to get into financial stuff because that's a whole nother topic. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to get to that. But what I'm saying is, we when I say we need to get out there and get educated, we need to go look. We need to find because nobody's gonna give us that. Yeah. You know? And and, well, and, that's, and that's, go ahead. You know what? I was I was talking with one of my boys down south and he was like, yo, here's the thing with the Greater City. He was like, I'm trained, we're we're trained that we protect our homes. I don't I don't expect the cops to protect my home. I expect me to protect my home. Mm-hmm. And and this is what you know. One of my white friends, I'm living with them out in Hiram, Georgia, and they 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 bought me my first gun. And they was like, yeah, da da da, you know. And I was like, and I was like, what? They're like, that's what the cops are for. And they're like, no, they ain't. The cops, in their mind, the cops come clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, you know my, my you know my policy on it, brother. You 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 didn't seen what I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, no, you a little crazy. You a little you crazy. you come to three five six Versailles yeah. Avenue. I'm gonna let you know right now. Everybody in here knows how to shoot. Just just keep it clear. I'm going to keep it 100. My my 23-year-old, my 16-year-old, my 13-year-old, my wife, myself, you, the dogs know how to do it, okay? Hey, um, like like one of my friends said, the, the locks on my door are for your safety, facts. not mine. I like that. I like that. Be wary, you know what I'm saying? But look, bro, I'm not, I'm not going to keep much more of your time, bro, because we, we already probably pushed over an hour on this. Not that I don't mind talking. Um but I want to leave some, some room for your podcast as well. Um, I'm going to hit you offline so we can set up another time to talk about more stuff as well. But, brother, I want to say thank yeah. you. I want to say people to go support Paris. Uh, he's on IG. What's your IG handle, Paris? Uh, Paris113. Yep, Paris113. Simple, simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. And um, That's it. He has a great family. Support him. Uh, a real the dude. There you go. There you go. Let's go. Yeah, so check it out. it's only right before we leave. I've never done this before. I don't. I don't normally do this, but why don't you close us out with a a, a prayer, bro? Amen. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you so much for life, uh, the opportunity to uh, engage technology and and amplify our voices. I pray, Lord, that you just uh, be with our world, be with our country, be with the family uh, of Jacob and what, what happened with, in Wisconsin. I pray, Lord, that we're able to not just beg for peace, but fight for change. I pray that you inspire us, that you give us the will that we need to engage the culture and really bring your message of love and reconciliation uh, to this world that we're in. I thank you so much for people like Frank who's using his skills, his experience, and his talent uh, to just be a voice in this world for change uh, and to just talk about things that and put it out there. I thank you so much for his shenanigans. You know, <laughs> we always have a good time. Uh, but I definitely pray for our world, Lord. 2020 has been a year for the book, uh, but I pray that all this pain and the things that we're experiencing is not wasted, that we don't waste our suffering, but we learn from it and we grow from it and we make substantial change. We bring all this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, that's another episode of Frank's Unsolicited Advice, introducing Paris and Tyson. Thank you for listening. God bless.